0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us.
1: Hello. I trust you encountered the presence of the glorious God right where you are, in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you might be this time as we worship together. And it was so awesome to welcome his presence. And today I've invited my son, Jay Layman, to join me as we share a message called Prophetic Picture. You see, for the past several weeks, We have shared very practical, very pastoral messages to help all of us uh, overcome fear, like strengthen our faith, connect with one another. And we've been sensing, okay, it's time to say, God, what are you saying? And Jay, you've operated in a gift of prophecy pretty much since birth. And, of course, Jay and his wife, Katie, and three children are part of our church. But tell us a little bit about yourself as we get started.
0: I've been born and raised in this church. Love this church. Came back to live here two years ago. Have three wonderful kids. A wonderful wife, uh, Katie. And we're so happy to be here in this community. And I believe that we're here for such a time as this to really take on what God has for us in this season.
1: And Jay and I, uh, we generally, you know, goofing off, Jay's a rah-rah sort of guy, but we're sensing the sobriety of the Holy Spirit today.
0: Big time. No, it just is really, it's palpable between me and uh, mom here. Um, Just had a moment where we wept. And that's the spirit of the Lord coming upon us as a people right now to speak something that is on his heart. And we believe that we have that word because God speaks. We believe that we can hear him.
1: Will you join us in prayer? And I don't know how you feel about joining hands with the person next to you, maybe even standing just as an act, a prophetic act of, okay, Lord, join us in prayer now. We welcome your presence Mm -hmm. here. Holy Spirit, you are the one who gifts us prophetically. We yield to you. Mm -hmm. We submit every note that we have. We we ask for your voice to be heard, that faith can rise, that our love for the Father and our love for the Son would be exalted today, Mm -hmm. that your word would go forth to your people to bring hope in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as I said, we're wanting to bring a prophetic perspective. And so perhaps you don't quite know what that means. Jay, you would just explain a little bit what we mean.
0: What we often talk about prophecy is edification and encouragement of one another. And it surely is that. But it's also about correction. It's also about direction. It's also about giving hope about the present and the future And I believe that's exactly the lane of prophecy that the Holy Spirit wants us to focus on today is this direction and hope piece, not just for you, not just for your family, not just for this church, but for this nation and for the world, because we are the hope of the world. We have the responsibility and the privilege to give direction and hope to the lost and the least, and this is the moment to do it.
1: I I totally agree. And again, as a church, we've embraced the gift of prophecy. Uh, that's an important part mm-hmm. of who we are and what we value. Hearing from God, speaking His words to other people, and specifically today, we know He wants to bring comfort. Of course, the Holy Spirit is the Comforter, right? But He is a good Father, and we bre- believe He wants to bring correction too. He brings it in love. He Mm -hmm. brings it with hope. And out of that, he brings direction. How can we cooperate with what God is doing in this hour? And so, again, we want to share hope today, not hype. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's all kinds of uh, fear-mongering, of course, going around. People saying, is this the end of the world? Is this the end of the world? And we would say... Yes, the end of the world as we know it, but no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not the end of the world. And Jay, I believe the Lord gave you a word about that. Right. This yeah. is not
0: This is not our final hour, but it will be our finest yes, hour. <laughs> I believe this is the church's finest hour. It is not our final hour because we are more than overcomers. We're more than conquerors. And Christ has overcome the world and his spirit lives inside of us and so this is our moment where we actually get to say you know what we're gonna overcome this thing
1: yes and again we are a people who embrace the person of the Holy Spirit who believe in the healing power of God he is our healer our protector our provider our deliverer not just for us personally but under the world Mm -hmm. and so we're again eager to cooperate you know earlier this year Putty uh, had a word from God that it was going to be a year of chaos. Right. Well, I don't think he had any idea <laughs> how prophetic that oh, and was. And he publicly shared that. He publicly he shared He went out that. on a
0: limb and said, you know, in, in an era where it's almost kind of looked down upon in the church to, to, to give a word that might be a little bit negative. Yeah. He had the boldness as a teacher in this house to say, this is a year of chaos. yes. What's interesting, too, is that Mike and Julie, among the staff, thought that humility and unity was a word.
1: Well, I know, Jay, you said that when Putty delivered that word chaos, he said, now, do do any of you have a word? And I believe he pointed to you and just share a little bit what God had spoken to you. And you thought it was personal. Right. And now we're realizing he's actually joining with prophetic voices around the world.
0: Yeah, and when, when Putty literally pointed at me in the crowd and said, Jay, what's your word for the year? And right off the bat, I said, humility. That's the word that in December 2019, I felt God was speaking. And sometimes when you read the scriptures, what you'll find is you'll find the word that God has or is speaking to you in this season starts to jump off the page. The Holy Spirit highlighter comes out and you're like, wow, I didn't recognize it was there. And as I studied humility, what I saw is that humility is a central theme of scripture, it's throughout the, entire, uh, throughout the entire Bible. It's often contrasted with pride. Pride is the original sin. It's what made the destroyer, Satan, fall. Pride is what made Adam and Eve fall because they wanted to be like God. All the way through Genesis, through Revelation, through the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs, pride and humility are contrasted. And usually it goes something like this. I like what Proverbs eighteen twelve says. It says, before destruction... A man's heart is haughty or proud, but humility comes before honor. It's very clear. Pride comes before destruction, and humility comes before honor. And what I love is in Scripture is that our God gives us a choice. And I believe he's giving all of us a choice today, and that choice is this. We can either humble ourselves before him by our own free will, or we can be humbled And that is the challenge for us as a church, as a nation, as a group of believers around the world. God is not asking us to do a great and mighty work. He's saying, no, bow down and humble yourselves before me yes, so that I can release my grace over you.
1: Yes, and that is he confirms in his word over, as you humble yourself before him, he pours out grace. He pours out his empowering to do what we can't do right now, whatever that might be. And I thought it was interesting, Jay, as the Lord had spoken to you about humility, you said, Mom, I, I went on Amazon. I was searching. There's like basically zero thing, books that have been written about humility, folks. I believe the enemy has blinded us. He has blinded us, both in the church and in the world, the importance of humility, humility. Uh, I was in a prayer meeting earlier this week with thousands of people around the world, believers in every nation. We were joining over the airwaves. And I heard Mike Bickle speak this uh, from Kansas City. He's been a friend uh, of ours for many, many years. And he said, the Lord is calling us to humble ourselves. And he said, first and foremost, there's a lot of other voices out there. He said, it's not like rise up rise up, it's bow down, bow down. And I know, Jay, we are at a very profound moment in history. I know you've had that sense too, and not again to be like sensational. It's, this is, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Most of you have never seen anything like it. If you live in America, at least you've never seen anything, but it's not new to God. No,
0: it's not new at all. And if we get to Look at it, right, and how we get to actually live what we read. (laughs) A living word. What what, what an opportunity. We hear about all these stories, unbelievable famine, plague, pestilence, and how the people of God humble themselves in times and they pray. And what ends up happening is that God in his faithfulness, he comes through. And I, I don't want to bring fear. I want to bring hope. But this is a profound, critical moment in the history of the world. This is a moment that will act as a catalyst for generations to come and be a tipping point that will decide, will they know him or will they know the world's ways? And they will know us by how we love. And Jesus is saying, will you humble yourself and love the least of these? Yes. Yes. Because when you love the least of these, you love me. Yes. And so there is an upside down kingdom that we live in that is the opposite of the world. It's opposite. That God says if you go low and humble yourself before me, I will raise you up. Yes. And that's what God's asking us to do. He wants to raise up up raise us up in this time, but it's going to take a posture of humility, not a work, but a posture of saying, "God, there's nothing that I can do." I need your humility.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we need, and thankfully we have him, we need the Holy Spirit. Again, in this crisis, there are so many voices out right. there. Uh, there are voices, whether it's media or even in the church, mm-hmm. there's negative, there's positive, there's doom, there's gloom, there's ignorance. Mm-hmm. We need the voice of the Lord, and thankfully we have the Holy Spirit. We believe He's the Spirit who leads us into all
0: truth. Well, let, let's pray that right now. Let's I want you, do. I want you guys to put your hand on your heart right now. Yes,
1: wherever and, you are. And,
0: and I truly believe that the Holy Spirit wants to lead everyone right now into all truth during this time. There are many half truths. There are many so-called truths. Mm-hmm. There is one truth. His name is Jesus, by whom all men will be saved. By yes. And so put your hand on it and pray this. Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth that I may know your ways and manifest your love upon the earth. Humble me now and be led, help me be led into all truth. Amen.
1: Amen. And I hope you kids who are watching, uh, you're able to know that you too can be filled with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and you can begin to hear him and he will give you some dreams and some visions. I believe he's going to speak to some of the youth among us uh, whose hearts aren't necessarily contaminated or confused by a lot of the worldly stuff Mm -hmm. that you'll be bringing us truth in the coming days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I want to emphasize again you know, Jay and I can get pretty intense, but the heart of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, he does want to comfort you, Right. but he's not going to leave us in comfort, folks. Right. <laughs> he is going to bring correction, and he's going to bring direction. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the questions uh, that are swirling in people's minds Um You know, believers are, where where is God in all of this? And again, the voices range from, you know, he's judging sin. Folks, I want you to know, Jesus has taken that judgment. The Father has already judged sin and Satan and sickness and death. That's what the blood of the cross is all about. We believe in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ here. We also believe that our Father God, he's not micromanaging as you said earlier, Jay, he gives us choice. Right. He gives us choice. And he's giving us choice even right now to respond to this crisis in a way that honors him and says, Lord, you are large and in charge.
0: Large and in charge. <laughs> and in 1 John uh, chapter 5, it also says that the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. So we have an adversary. We know he seeks to destroy and devour and that's who we're up against now. And the way he's defeated is through humility. Through humility.
1: And uh, I, I want to re-emphasize again, you know, when people say, well, why, why is this happening? You know, if God is good and he's loving and it's like, okay, remember, uh, we taught this in our kingdom collision class, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to have a link on the screen that you can go back and even review. How do we view our world? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just rationally, scientifically, intellectually. And again, I want to go on record as saying we're all for medical cures. We're praying for all the people in the field of medicine right now in particular, but there's a whole other dimension And it's the kingdom of God has come. Mm -hmm. It's still in tension with the kingdom of this world. And so we know Satan has been defeated, but he's not departed. His evil rulers and authorities and spiritual forces, they're still all Mm -hmm. over the face of the earth. But the good news is our Lord reigns. And he has invited us to take the authority he's given us but Jay that authority only operates in humility. Mm-hmm. You know Jesus said I only do what the Father tells me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% submitted and right. committed to the Father. And as we bow low and submit and commit ourselves the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ will rise up and nothing can stand against that name.
0: Nothing can stand against this. And and here's the reality is that And we said it earlier, this will be our finest hour, not our final hour. And we really need to understand what God is saying. And first thing is when you want to understand what God is saying is what has God said? Yes. He's given us a book, right? He's given us a a book. (laughs) He's also (laughs) spoken to our leaders. Putty said, that'll it be a year of chaos. Mike and Julie said, it would be a year of humility and unity. Well, we are being humbled right now and asking, our, asking God that we would humble ourselves to form and we're unifying together. Together. All together yes. to do that.
1: Yes, and Jay, just I, I want to get into the scripture here in just one moment, but that made me think again. I, I just want to acknowledge and honor the prophetic voices around the world. Right. And we, do, we, we love the whole church. We love what God speaks through many people. We are weighing their prophecies but there's an, everyone would be in agreement. The Father's heart is that there is a billion-soul harvest. Absolutely. The Father's heart is that none would perish. All would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as King of kings, that every knee would bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord. And so, again, it, it, this is preparation. This is preparation, and we want to cooperate with that as he works in our hearts And then we have uh, the love and the power to give away. Absolutely. Yes. So I like what you said, Jay. Before we can, like, listen, say, extraneously to a gift of prophecy, like, what is God saying? We want to know, what has he already said? Folks, we have a whole book. Mm -hmm. And we are so blessed. And we are blessed with the Holy Spirit as our teacher. And so um, I I love, just, just thought again, Jay, how you mentioned Mike and Julie, heard from the Lord earlier this year that the words they thought was just for the staff and possibly our church were unity and humility. Mm-hmm. The, the, the prayer meetings I've been in the past week around the world is people are saying never before has the church been so united. Never before has the church been one and in agreement. And that is what it's going to take again to defeat the work of the enemy, which is disease and destruction and fear and despair which is rampant all right. over. And so one of the uh, favorite passages I know of you, and right. me, and we were both in agreement in, mm-hmm. in this, was, is from 1 Peter 5. And, of course, Peter was one of Jesus' closest disciples. And Peter understood persecution. He understood suffering. He, went, he endured much. And as a shepherd of his people, he wrote to them, very, very powerfully and profoundly about humility, which is the very thing we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read here from uh, 1 Peter 5, starting with uh, uh, verse 5. Peter is saying to the people, clothe yourselves. Oh, by the way, why don't we all read this together? Kids, you too, okay? Those of you who can read. You see, faith comes when we hear the word. Mm -hmm. So join with us. The words will be on the screen. All right? Let's read this together. Clothe yourselves, Mm -hmm. all of you,
0: with with humility humility toward one one another. another. For
1: For God God opposes the proud, but but gives grace to the humble. humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace,
0: who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you.
1: To him be the dominion forever and ever Amen. Did you feel the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ rise in your heart? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Because it comes by hearing his word. What do you think God's saying from this passage, Jay?
0: Well, if Uh, if you don't know the Bible is the living word after that passage, (laughs) we got to check your pulse. But I would say this. What is God saying? God is asking us not just to listen to the words of, uh, Putty and, and Julie and Mike. That just confirms it. Please listen to his word that he's speaking to all the churches and all the leaders and all the oh, prophets all that have talked nationwide, worldwide, and here is what he is saying, okay? He is asking us to humble ourselves before him. We have got to come. I got a picture before we start speaking, Yeah, and Hebrews 4.16 has been on my heart. It talks about boldly enter into the throne room of grace so that in your time of need, you can find grace, right? <laughs> and, and what I saw was this church community. And Psalm, Psalm 100 says, we enter his gates through thanksgiving. thanksgiving. We go through his courts through praise. We're giving thanks. We're, we, we've worshiped. Yes. We've praised. We're entering through his courts and we're going into his throne room. yes. And on his throne, his throne, it says, is established in righteousness and justice. It's a mm-hmm. throne of grace. And Jesus is grace and truth, and he is perfect love that casts out all fear. And I saw him saying, with Jesus, at the right hand of yes. the Father, just advocating on our behalf, yeah. us all bowing down in humility no. <laughs> and saying, God, we have no answers. Every God that we've looked to, Every our money, Our entertainment, our comfort, has been shattered. Our ability to work and provide has been taken away. You are our source.
1: Yes. We have
0: no other source (laughs) but to you, and to no name can people be saved but to Jesus. And I saw the whole church bow down in an act of humility before God. Wow. And God says this. He says that if you will humble yourself, remember, He says this: those that humble themselves, He gives. Grace, Grace to the humble. Can that you, is God's ability and his favor for us, but he is opposed to the proud. The God of the universe is opposed to the proud. First Peter says, Okay, right? that
1: like that's that's very I hate to use the word scary, but sobering. Right. The, God is opposed to the proud. Those who think, oh, I got this, or it's not that big a deal, or even are living in fear. That's pride. You know, not acknowledging. And Jay, I love the the vision of the throne room, and I want you to know, whoever you are, when you read that passage, if you do, in Hebrews 4, it says we have a mediator. We have a savior. He, He endured every temptation, every test, every suffering. He took all of our sicknesses, all of our sins. He has made us clean and righteous and holy so we can come boldly before God. And we can say, oh, Father, 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 show, show us the next step mm-hmm. for each of us individually, what right. that humility might look like. Right. And he, will, uh, he releases the grace to walk in it.
0: What's interesting is that Peter, one of Jesus' closest right. disciples, and then in the book of James, now James was Jesus' brother, not James the disciple, they, they quote, the same passage out of Proverbs, which is actually out of Proverbs three thirty four, yeah. about God gives grace to the humble, yes. but he opposes the proud. And It's all related to God giving us grace and an ability to resist the devourer, to resist the destroyer. Yes. This virus is a devourer. Yes. It's from the pit of hell. It needs to go back to the pit of hell. Yes. Okay, so when we talk about this, we need to, we need to humble ourselves so God can give us grace in that moment. And I believe there's some practical steps to do that. Yes,
1: yes. I, Jay, again, I want to encourage you that the text that we are referencing, uh, you know, the, the James 4 text, right. uh, let, let's just read that again together mm-hmm. to allow the faith of God to rise in our hearts. It will be on the screen. Mm-hmm. Again, kids, join us. Mm-hmm. But he, that's God, gives more grace. grace. Therefore, Therefore, it, it says, says, God, God opposes, opposes the, the proud, but, but gives, gives grace, grace to, to the, the humble. The humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to to God. Resist the devil, and And he he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. you. And that's just God's instructions. Again, the devil is real. He is defeated. That's what the finished work of Jesus is all about. But we've now been given that authority. And to flow in Mm -hmm. that authority, we do have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And Jay, I know the Lord's been speaking to you. What does that humility look like? Again, from the scripture, from Jesus himself.
0: It's really important that you listen right now. I really believe you've got to pay your attention directly to the screen. I believe that within our church, within our nation, we are in a Matthew 6 moment. Matthew 6 is found in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, God gives, Jesus gives specific instructions about all kinds of things, but specifically in Matthew 6, in this season, God is speaking. In this church, you've heard Matthew 6, often quoted by happy and die. And what does it say? <laughs> it says this, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Expand the kingdom and know you're a righteous son or daughter, right? And the thi- these things will be added to you. And all these things will be added to you. But Here's what God wants us to focus on, not just 6:33, but the 32 verses before that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look at Matthew 6, verse two. Jesus gives us instructions. He says, "When you give, do it in secret and you'll be rewarded." Matthew 6:5, "When you pray, yeah. do it in secret and you'll be rewarded." And then he says in Matthew 6:16, 6, "Whenever you fast." Or when you fast, do it in secret and you will be rewarded. How do we seek first the kingdom of God in Matthew 6.33? To inherit a kingdom that will not be shaken by anything at all? God is calling us to give. He's calling us to fast. He's calling us to pray. Notice God says it's not if, it's when. (laughs) He knew his disciples would do this. And I believe he specifically commissioned us to do this now. What's interesting to me is it's so opposite of the world's system, right? We live in the upside down kingdom. We always want to respond in the opposite spirit of the world. What is the world doing right now? Uh, They're counting their finances, uh, hoping they have enough to preserve and and live on, right? Mm -hmm. And God says, no, I I actually want you You to give. give. What else are we doing? The world is panicking and worrying, but God says, don't worry about anything, but, but pray, pray about everything. Pray. <laughs> the world is clearing out Walmart, Schnucks, Harvest Market, <laughs> and all the grocery stores around. But God is saying, I want you to fast. Now, yes. do these things actually move God? I don't know if any of our actions move God, <laughs> but I know it does a posture of humility. Yes. I believe he responds to prayer, I believe he responds to fasting, I believe he responds to giving. That stuff rebukes the devour, rebukes the virus in our nation and the world, but it's because we come out through a posture of humility and that humility releases grace. It does. Which for a decade this church has been prepared for because yes. we've been releasing grace yes. and speaking that message yes. for a decade to release that
1: and I believe too, Jay, all those actions of humility are undergirded by that faith that pleases God. Mm-hmm. And I'm sensing uh, perhaps in next week's message, uh, we are going to be speaking very specifically is what does a life of faith look like right. in this time? Mm-hmm. And it definitely includes giving, right. praying, fasting. Right. And I was so humbled myself as I heard voices again from around the world right. confirm this. Well,
0: where is yes. your faith? That's yes. the question. My faith can't be in my finances, therefore, no. how do I confirm that? I give. Yes. My, my, my faith cannot be in myself, therefore, I pray. And my faith cannot be my own effort or energy to do something and that's why I fast. Yes right? yes. right? Because my faith has to be in the one that can save, which is Jesus.
1: Yes. I think it's so interesting talking about fasting, and that's often a controversial uh, topic. Right. right now, there are thousands of people around the world on a 40-day Jesus fast. And we're going to invite some of you to actually join us as a church in a fast, and you can, we'll give more details on Facebook about this, but leading up to Passover, right. which is April 8th, right before Easter. But how about this? We are all under a government imposed, <laughs> uh, imposed fast, right? Absolutely. Yeah, fasting of restaurants, entertainment, sports, fitness, shopping, all the things that so distract us. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, again, I know we're all. You know, our lives—we're struggling to have normalcy. We're struggling to, you know, not to over-spiritualize. Or, folks, our excuse has been, oh, "I don't really have that much time to pray," or even read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or, we have the time now. Right. Let's ask the Lord how how can we each cooperate with the Spirit and using this time, uh, first of all, to strengthen our faith and our humility before Him, mm-hmm. and then be equipped to share with others. Mm-hmm.
0: When I think about what we can do on a practical level in giving, in fasting, and in prayer, I think about what Mike talked about. There's a $100,000 fund that this Mm -hmm. church is collecting specifically for this community. That's a practical way. When I think about fasting, I'll give you an example of me. I'm not going to eat meals until 3 p.m. in the day, so I'm not going to eat at all because I really believe that I can fast, but I can also still have dinner with my family. Well, and that's important
1: right? because, again, we don't we don't live in a dualistic world. You know, we're not yeah. trying to be overly spiritual. I know Happy and myself, we have found fasting breakfast right. is working for us because we actually have the quiet time in the morning where we can commit, where we would usually be preparing and eating to seeking God and, and praying, joining with other people even around the world in prayer. But that's up to you. You might want to fast. I mean, definitely. I think you're fasting media right now.
0: Yeah, and listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? We gave you an option to give. Fasting can look different. It could be sugar. It could be coffee. It could be something non-food. It could be media. So that's how we give. That's how we fast. But what's also in Matthew 6, and Di, you pointed this out, Mom, is that the Lord's Prayer is actually (laughs) in between when he says, hey, when you give, when you pray, there's the Lord's Prayer, and then it's when you fast. So God's saying, this is how I actually want you to pray. So break down the Lord's Prayer, because yes. I believe that's the prayer he wants us to pray during this season.
1: Yes, and, and you know, I empathize with people who say, I don't actually know how to pray. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus' disciples said to him. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, right. okay, I'll teach you to pray. And I want to invite you to watch. I'm going to post a whole Facebook video very specifically how I break this down. I've been doing it probably for over 30 years, praying the Lord's Prayer, but now it means more than ever because Jesus, of course, he's going to cover every base, which he does in the Lord's Prayer. And as he teaches us to exalt the Father, to honor his name, Mm -hmm. as he teaches us to pray for his kingdom, his reign and rule to come, his will to be done, and then he says very simply, "The Lord's going to provide your daily bread." Isn't that the thing we're all like mm-hmm. anxious about right now? And then right in there, "Forgive us our sins as we forgive one another." Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually important. You can break that down: forgive, our giving. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to wow. forgive people who right. are indebted to us, even financially, right. and. Of course, forgiving others who've sinned against us. We're gonna talk more about that too next week. Any root of bitterness in our heart, we want that out. Because why? That keeps the grace of God from flowing. And then he ends that prayer with: deliver us from the evil one. The evil one is real. He goes about as a roaring lion. We can submit to God. We can humble ourselves. We can resist him Mm -hmm. and he has to flee. Let's use this time to draw near to God, to humble ourselves, to ask him what's best for each of us, for our families. How can we use this time as a family, that our faith, we could. how do we feed our faith during this time of prayer, fasting, and giving?
0: Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you give us all wisdom yes. on how we give, how we pray, and how we fast. And there is some real Holy Spirit anointing on the forgiveness of debts. Yes. Whether someone owes you money, there's going to be a release for you to forgive that debt. Whether you owe money, I'm releasing a grace for the debt to be forgiven. You mentioned to me that forgiveness is oftentimes considered the linchpin of of the kingdom. You take that out, there's nothing else. Because guess what? We've been forgiven much. All of us have been forgiven much. And so we can give, we can pray, we can fast until we're blue in the, blue in the face. But if we have too much pride to forgive mm-hmm. and to receive forgiveness, those will not, we will not have the grace of God operating in all its fullness. But if we humble ourselves, which forgiveness is an yes. act of humbling, yes. humble ourselves and forgive debts, forgive sins and receive it in a like manner, manner I believe this is our finest, finest moment. moment. And the world, is looking at us to rise up, give direction and hope to pave a new future and a new hope and expand the kingdom of God and be the city on a hill that is bright for all nations to see.
1: So, Father, we thank you. You are speaking. We want ears to continue to hear you. We want to be refreshed Mm -hmm. and refilled even again right now with you, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth. Jesus, we want to feel your presence and your love and and to know, again, as the good shepherd, we can trust where you are leading and how you are caring and how you are specifically directing Mm -hmm. each of us to give and pray and fast during this season, Lord, as we put our faith in you, as we honor you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We say, we love you. We love you, Lord. And we receive the love you have for us as your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teaching.